What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pells and Whistles. Uh, it's just me this time around. No network, no Daniel, no beef with him either. I know you guys have been speculating. Everyone's wondering what's going on with me and Daniel. Everything's fine. Uh, we just weren't able to make our schedules work out. So it's just me this time um, and moving forward. But I'll probably have some guests joining me and everything. But um, I wanted to talk about Media Day. Media Day just wrapped up yesterday. Um, and I've got some notes on everyone who stepped to the podium. Um, a couple of I guess, notable quotes, you could say. Um, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, first up to the podium was Trajan Langdon. Um, he talked about some new additions to their coaching staff, like James Borrego and Aaron Miles. Also, Amy Atmore, who Trajan referred to as the new director of rehabilitation and recovery. And as far as the roster goes, Trajan said that last season left a bad taste in the mouths of the players. And I believe it was stated that due to their postseason meetings with the players, um, like their exit interviews, uh, they received some insight that led to the front office making changes to the coaching staff and the medical team. So, um, you know, we saw Teresa Weatherspoon was let go um, and we saw them bring in James Borrego again, like mentioned before. Um, but Amy Atmore, I think that's going to be a big hire for them. I think having someone, um, you know, just be a physical therapist, we didn't have a physical therapist apparently. Um, and I guess none of the fan base really noticed or the media never noticed. Um, so that's kind of odd that a professional team didn't have someone on staff, especially with all the injury issues we've been having, but can't really do anything about that now, but moving forward, hopefully, um, you know, having someone to focus on getting the guys back on the court quicker. Um, is going to be huge for for this franchise with the injury luck that they've had. So um, next up to the podium was Willie Green. He thought that they put together a solid year and they had a great start, but obviously they hit some bumps in the road. Um, he feels like they fell short of their goals, so that was the disappointing part of the season. Um, as far as his thoughts on James Borrego, he thinks he'll be a huge component to elevating their program, especially on the offensive end. Um, next up, David Griffin. Um, he said, quote, we have pieces that can be really dynamic and can win together. They haven't done a lot of it. Um, everybody understands that we have a lot to prove, end quote. He, he also goes on to say that their results are going to uh, dictate outcome. Um, and he spoke a little bit on optimism. He said, quote, uh, the one thing about continuity when you haven't had a healthy group is, A, you have optimism that when they're healthy, they'll be good, but B, you know, that they interact well and their chemistry is good as a group. This team has always really cared about each other, end quote. So that wrapped it up for like the coaching staff and the front office speaking. Um, next up, we've got Zion. And the first words out of Zion's mouth is when. And I didn't hear what the question was. And that was, that was a whole other thing with media day. Um, for most of the day, we just really couldn't hear what the questions that were being asked, but this wasn't something new. We've seen this happen a lot. It's very frustrating. And people were tweeting at the team and the team was responding. And there were efforts made to fix that so we can hear. Um, but for the most part, it just uh the audio was was really lacking. And then once the audio was, you know, bumped up and we could hear the question, then the feed was really choppy. So you never really got the full experience of what was being asked, how it was being answered, because you either were dealing with buffering or the audio was just way, way, way too low. So Anyhow, uh, Zion was asked, you know, about why he didn't come back last season after the re-aggravation of his hamstring, and he said, just wasn't ready. Um, he spoke about being on the same page as the Pelicans and his personal trainers, and he was asked what went into the decision for him to spend so much time in New Orleans during the offseason. And to that, he said he wanted to change. He said, if I want change, I got to do something different. So I sat down with the Pels, and we came up with a great plan. 
Um, and when he was asked about his mental health, he said, I'm great mentally. Thank you for asking. And he kind of let out a little smile at that point. But up until that point, it, he was just straight face, not really looking like he wanted to talk to the media at all. He's ready to get on the court and <laughs> bash some heads in. So I can't can't wait to see this guy back against, um, you know, actual opponents on the court. Uh, my personal favorite quotes from Zion's time at the podium. Um, at one point, he said, this is home. New Orleans is home for me. It's a little upsetting that I have to get up here all the time and I have to tell people that this is home for me. This is where I want to be. And being in the city a lot more this summer was dope. Um, my other favorite is when he kind of did a mic drop at the end of uh, his time at the podium. He said um, what he worked on this offseason was being unguardable. And he said that as he gets up and he walks out. So he was already unguardable. So <laughs> if he's work, if he's continuously working on being unguardable, yeah, I'm excited to see him get back out there. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas up next. He said, we have to stick together. We have a big year ahead of us. We've been collecting experience throughout these two years that we've been together, and now we have to do something with that. we got to win some games and show that we're capable and stay healthy. Um, that's the big one right there. we got to stay healthy, right? Everyone knows that. That is certainly no secret. Brandon Ingram, he spoke about being in better shape this year, coming into training, camping into the season. Um, you know, eating right, sleeping right, training right, strengthening his body the best that he can so he can have a better recovery time. Um, he spoke about how it was fun to see Herb and Trey in Vegas while preparing for FIBA. Um, and he said he called Trey as soon as he heard the news about his meniscus injury. And he said that he was in good spirits. Um, and, you know, he wasn't bringing anyone else's energy down due to what he was dealing with. Right. So that's really good to hear about Trey. Um, and we could see that from what we've seen from Trey since his injury, too. Um one last quote from B.I., um, he said, we would love to be healthy. We would love to be in the postseason, and we have expectations on going past the regular season for sure. Um, next was Jose Alvarado. He spoke about his injury and not being able to control how the body heals, um, but he said he feels grounded, and although this is a setback for him, mentally he's there, and he's doing everything he can to get back as fast as possible. Um, Dyson Daniels is next up. He feels like he's coming into the season in good shape and healthy. Um, he reiterated that the team wasn't happy with where they finished last year. And he also added that he's hoping to gain a few more pounds and add a little bit extra strength to his, to himself. Um, he feels like the, the team is very positionless and he's been learning to play in James Borrego's, um, James Borrego's offensive system. So he's setting screens, slipping out of screens, dribble handoffs, dribble handoff fakes and stuff like that. Um, CJ McCollum. Now, um, <laughs> we all remember this is his first time missing the playoffs in his entire NBA career. I absolutely expected for him to bring that up, and he did. Um, he said that it was a very long offseason for him. Um, but he this is the first offseason that he got surgery in the offseason. So after about 10 weeks, um, he started playing basketball again, and he said it's just the longest summer he's ever had to really work on stuff and to rest and also grow physically and mentally. Um, our boy Trey Murphy. Uh, Going into week four recovery, uh, he feels like he's progressing well. He's starting to shoot, of course, without jumping. You don't want to, you know, re-aggravate that knee. Um, he said that overall his mental state has been really good, but he wasn't too happy the day of the injury, of course, and when he got the explanation of, you know, what exactly happened with his injury. Um, he was a little bit distraught about that, he said, but it's another challenge for him and that he's ready to conquer and come back better than he was. Next up, the Pelicans free agent signing that uh, I've seen many, many mixed opinions about. Cody Zeller, um, he expressed excitement to be here. He actually played with CJ and Larry in Portland, so he leans on them to give, um, you know, background of the team and its players. And he says they're two of his favorite teammates and that he's 
Um, he's hated to have to wrestle with Jonas Valanciunas throughout his career. Um, and he's looking forward to being teammates with him. But um, he spoke on James Borrego having a great demeanor, whether the team is up 20 or down 20. Um, and he felt like James was a great head coach for him when he was in Charlotte. Uh, Larry Nance, he acknowledged that they have a few guys who are already dealing with some hiccups. You know, between Larry, Trey, and Jose, they've all got some injuries they're dealing with. Um, he expects to be fine and ready for game one. He's been experiencing a, uh, a lingering issue with an ankle sprain that he had. Uh, but he already feels like he's at 80%. He said he feels awesome. So um, he uh, said that he played through being hurt to send a message that he's given it his all. And he said that the line between being hurt and being injured is very blurry. And it depends on your definition of the two. So for him, he was hurt. And if you injured, you don't play. But if you're hurt or sore, there's some wiggle room there. So he said that he played hurt because he wanted the organization and everyone outside of the organization to know that the Pelicans have some real warriors in their locker room. Uh, Kyra Lewis Jr., he is feeling good going into training camp. Um, he's he's had a, a, an odd time in the NBA. I mean, when he got drafted, I believe the year he got drafted, they didn't even have a summer league because he got drafted in 2020. Um, so he's had, you know, a training camp or a summer league um, impacted because of that. And then he had a year, um, you know, where he – was injured. So he wasn't able to come back early last year and be in training camp and stuff. So this is his first training camp in quite a while. Um, but he said he competed a lot this summer. He was working on his passing and his left hand finishes and defense, um, a lot of one-on-one and five-on-five open runs. Um, so he's really looking forward to the first day of training camp. And, uh, he said with this offense, you got to be able to shoot the basketball. Nobody's going to keep throwing you the ball if you keep missing. So shooting's always going to be a big part of the game. And I've been working on that as well. Uh, EJ Liddell, you guys know about my EJ Liddell um, agenda. It is still going strong. Uh, his focus was to get in the best shape as possible. He expects for them to use him how they use Larry, sometimes as a small ball five or a four. And he felt like mentally he was kind of held back in summer league until about uh, game four or five, and he had the best game um, to end summer league. So that's when he was feeling a, a lot more comfortable and not really thinking so much about you know what happened last time he was at summer league, right? So... Uh, he felt like he played with confidence and he played free and he feels like he's just back to hooping. So he wants to be able to provide great minutes um, whenever his number is called. So with Larry being, um, uh, you know, out for summer training camp, he won't get as many training camp reps. Um, I think that's going to be an opportunity for uh, for EJ to shine. Um, Herb Jones said it was an easy decision for him to sign an extension with the Pelicans. Um, any amount they decided to give him was going to be life changing and he's excited to see how everything will feel once he steps on the court again. Obviously he doesn't think a lot will change, but he said he'll have the peace of mind that, you know, he can take care of his family with his new contract that he just, that he just signed. Um, he said, sometimes he tells people that he's from new Orleans and he feels like he has similar characteristics and traits of the locals. Um, and that new Orleans just feels like home. Um, of course he talked a little bit about defense, um, and how all five guys have got to be connected. Otherwise, the defensive scheme is not going to work. So he said each possession is a game in itself, and if we win a majority of the games on the defensive end, I think we have enough offensive firepower to outscore people uh, if we can win the defensive game. Uh, next up, the rookie, Jordan Hawkins. He said he's been talking to CJ a lot and Brandon Ingram since uh, B.I. got back from FIBA. Um, he's just been asking them questions and picking their brain. Uh, he's been working on gaining weight and dieting, and he says he's just trying to get as big as he can. So he wishes to 
become a two-way player, expand from shooting, uh, and become a three-level scorer. So he said he doesn't feel too much pressure, and he feels like he'll play his game and be himself and do what got him here to the NBA. Lastly, Najee Marshall. He spoke about knowing uh, each other's spots and knowing where everyone likes to be and having good camaraderie. And he said that instead of having to work through the season to build that, they can focus on other things, which I feel like goes back to what Jonas Valanciunas was saying earlier about just building over the last two years. And now they just got to go out there and win some games. Right. So uh, let's see what else Najee said. Uh, He plans to bring the same energy as he's uh, put in a lot of work in this off season just to be prepared. And he feels like the game is slowing down for him and it's going to be a big season. Um, he is super excited that the Pelicans signed Kaiser Gates, his teammate at, at Xavier. Um, he called Kaiser Gates, one of the best shooters he's ever seen along with Trayvon Blewett, JJ Redick and Trey Murphy. I find it funny that, uh, those three guys that he named are all associated with the Pelicans in one way or another. Uh, we will all think fondly of, Trayvon Blewett's time with the Pelicans at Summer League a few years back. That was tons and tons of fun. So, so far, um, as far as the fan reaction goes, um, things seemed positive on Twitter and Reddit, um, as far as I could see. Not that that will have any impact on what's happening on the court, but personally, I'm sticking to my plan. I just, I want to see, you know, at the trade deadline, are our top two guys hurt? Um, what's our record? Are we under 500? Are we right at 500? Do we have like a nice cushion over 500? Where are we at the trade deadline? Right. Um, so those are the things that I'm waiting for before I start mass tweeting that people need to be traded or anyone needs to lose their job or anything like that. Like I'm still sticking to that plan. I'm giving it to the trade deadline. Um, let's see what else. My dog just decided to start. I don't know if you guys can hear that. (laughs) My dog's just tapping around the whole house all of a sudden, but uh, anyhow, that's just me personally. I'm, I'm giving it until the trade deadline, but the first half of the season, I'm locked in on just, um, you know, supporting these guys and hoping they can put together, um, a winning season. So, uh, my buddy Jerry asked me, uh, with BI, he, he says that when he hits the floor, he aims to be the best player out there yet for FIBA, he gets demoted and averages less than six, uh, points per game. How does that help the trio of him, Zion and CJ? Um, I think FIBA was a bit of a cluster. I, I feel like, B.I. was, he was the one who had to kind of sacrifice the most. You know, Ant Edwards was playing the normal game that he plays. Tyrese Halliburton was doing his thing. He was awesome. Um, B.I. was out there with guys that weren't giving him the ball. Steve Kerr sticking him in the corner. There's only so much he could do, right? Um, I feel like it'll help that he was there because now he's going to be in game shape come game one, you know? he is just, he's going to be ready to go from jump. So I feel like that's how it helps. Aside from that, I mean, I don't know if FIBA is something he'd be interested in again. If I was him, I probably wouldn't do it again. Um, there just, there was not a lot of team playing going on with that starting lineup that he was in. And we saw when he was coming off the bench, he looked a lot better with that unit, obviously because they were moving the ball. So Anyhow, another thing Jerry asked me about was for Zion, we look at him as him, right? Yet we can't get a full season out of him. And the NBA is basically looking at everybody but us, especially with Victor Wimbanyama and the Spurs, um, when he has as much playoff experience as we do. So how as a fan base can we expect anything more than what we're getting? Um, With Zion, I'm still willing to be as patient as possible. Like we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. And we have technically gotten a full uh, healthy season out of him. 
um, that season. Uh, the, what was it, 2020 to 2021 season with Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, that wasn't a great time for everybody on the roster, but uh, Zion and B.I. both played 60 games that season. Um, And it was a shorter season, so I believe it was 72 games that season. So he played about 60 or 61 games. That's that's pretty much a fully healthy season. That was the best case scenario, but their supporting staff just wasn't what it is now. They have a much, much, much better support cast um, you know, one through nine or one through 10, just all of their rotation is way better than it was a couple years ago. Um, but yes, yes, he does have to stay on the court. I think that, you know, everyone's saying that he has taken things so much more seriously this off season, um, as far as preparation goes and taking care of himself and just taking his profession seriously. Um, and I think it's true. I think we're going to see a different Zion this season. I think we're going to see an angry Zion. We're going to see someone with something to prove. And I think that that can only end um, good, <laughs> right? So um, I understand that people have lost patience and they're over it. Um, but I think with a, with a generational talent like that, you got to hold on as long as you can. Um, however, like I said, he's going into year five. I am, as as a whole with the team, I'm going to stay patient until February for the deadline. Um, with Zion specifically, I haven't really thought about that. <laughs> I haven't thought about when I'm going to throw in the towel on him. Maybe never. I just, I we know I'm a part of the the optimistic crew for the most part, right? So last thing that uh, Larry, not Larry, sorry. Uh, last thing Jerry asked me was about CJ. He said he looks at CJ as a person who's supposed to help to get the, the top two guys to where they need to be, um, but not actually count on him because he has playoff experience because he doesn't really have good stats playoff-wise. Um, I feel like I've said this before, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face. CJ came here to be, like, the third option. That is what he signed up for. He came here to help B.I. and Zion win games. He has only got the opportunity to be the third option 10 times. I am never going to blame him for what the other two guys got going on. He's done what he can. Like, he's done what he could. He played through injury. Like, he's a trooper. He kind of got, I guess, the raw end of the deal, you could say. Um, but he just wants to win. He He's a baller. He just wants to win. Um, I think we get to the playoffs, and as a healthy team, not limping into the playoffs, but if we get to the playoffs – um, I'm not so concerned about individual stats. I think he's going to contribute where the contribution is needed. Um, so I'm, I'm not worried about him. It's just the issue comes in when BI or Zion is out or both of them, that's when it becomes an issue. Um, because that's just not what he signed up for. And that was not part of the game plan. That's not, you know, that's not really something that you, I mean, to an extent you can plan for it. But it just, it's, it's not what everybody had in mind. So anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up now. Send me a tweet at Rel Myers, R-E-L-M-Y-E-R-S. Or let me know in the comments below if you're uh, watching on YouTube. Um, let me know how you're feeling about this season. If you made it this far, um, you know, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to be back on the mic talking about my uh, 
favorite team that I allow to drive me insane. I'm going to be back on the mic talking about them a lot more often. So I hope to see all of y'all at open practice on Sunday, October 8th at fifth. Uh, uh, what time is it? 5 p.m. <laughs> 5 p.m. What is that? October 8th at 5 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center. Um, until next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. I have been your host, Rel Myers. Thank you for listening to Pels and Whistles, and I will see you all soon.